we're shedding our masks and breaking down walls. Hell, we may even drop our drawers. That's right. We're going commando with Angela and Dana. All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this extra special episode of Going Commando. I am Angela DeMarco, and the lovely blonde-haired lady to my left or right is Dana Sardato. Say hi, I'm Dana. I may be underneath you. <laughs> Ooh, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> this week, we have a super special guest, so we're taking a little uh, detour from our uh, normal show of talking about 10 recommendments. Um, we have Tyler Schmoker with us. Hello, handsome fellow. Hey, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler has uh, has become a uh, a LinkedIn content buddy, if you will. Um, he's been just like a cool pal. Posts really, really awesome stuff. Has uh, built a successful following. Successful whatever that means. We'll talk about that a little bit, I guess. Um, but one thing that we absolutely love, so we're not like, we're not a podcast that generally has guests. So we are, um, we we just like find the, our people. And when we find our people, we just want to like have a conversation with them. And Tyler is definitely one of our people because he is weird. He is funny. He is authentic. He doesn't give an F. And, uh, and and to, much to Dana's chagrin, his punctuation sucks. So <laughs> I'm just going to get all of our cards out on the table here. So uh, so today is my birthday. Happy birthday! I am, thank you. It's my birthday, so I get to spend my birthday morning with these two amazing humans. So with that, uh, Tyler, welcome. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Uh, I've been, I came across your guys' show about a month ago, maybe a little bit more when you were speaking with the professional misfits and I saw a couple of, of shorts around writing books, as a matter of fact, and I won't repeat the discussion, but <laughs> I, I went, this is one of the most unique dialogues. One, it was four talking heads in a short on LinkedIn, which is a little bit unique in of itself, but then just the banter that was occurring, it was like, this is a lot of fun. And I think I even shared that post and said, this is one of the funniest shorts that I've come across in a while. So I'm, I'm sure we'll dig a little bit more into that around how you use that unique individualism and a sense of humor to start to develop a network and find your people and, and also determine, you know, who within your network maybe aren't your people and those rabbit holes not to go down just because, I mean, the network's pushing a billion people now. And so not everyone's going to like you. And I think it's better just to yeah. come to terms with that early and then get, get on with the people who are going to benefit you most and who you can hopefully benefit in return. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well said. You know, I just did a post. I, I, I personally care about quality over quantity. Right. That, that's my thing. I do not want the 10,000 followers of people that are just randos and that have, that I've paid to say, or purchase. You know, like I just, yeah, yeah or purchase. And the, the, we've gotten those emails like, Hey, you want to get more followers? No, I don't yeah. leave me alone. Um, but I just, uh, recently I was at like nine, nine, four mm -hmm. and I was like, Oh man, it would be fun to hit a thousand just because it would look cool, right? Not because it uh, makes me more popular. It's not a, a, any of that. You know, it was just a game, right? And um, as I was watching the number go up, I put a little stupid pose, like, help me reach a thousand. Mm -hmm. And uh, I watched, like, I would like watch, I would get to like 997 and then we'd go to 996. <laughs> and then we'd go like 998. 995. And I'm like, what is going on? So there are definitely those people who were like, screw this chick. <laughs> yeah. She's not for me. 
And that's cool, man. It's totally cool because, you know, that's cool. The ones that did sign, thank you for helping me reach my goal. And we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Tyler, I want to ask you a question because one, of the, on thing, me. one of the things that you, you pointed out or that you brought up is that we were a little bit different because we, mm-hmm. you know, we weren't the T crossed, I dotted, you know, perfect tie and saying, you know, all the right things. And you were attracted to that. And it's my understanding, are you were in the military, correct? Yeah, I uh, retired from the Army, in fact. I did almost 21 years between active duty and then National Guard and eventually reserve. So I had a little bit of a career overlap where I started working civilian professionally while I was still in the service. But yeah, so 21 years all in. So, so let me ask you, because that's a completely different mindset than what you just said you were attracted to. So <clears throat> it's my understanding as human beings, we may put on masks and we may, you know, fit certain roles, but we are who we are and we either become more of that or we try to control that. So if you've always been attracted to the realness, the authenticity, the, the humor, all of that. What was it like being in the military all those years? Because it's a right, it's different. Yeah. So a couple of things. One, being on the lower end of the rank structure as a smart ass is yeah. a great yeah. place. To, is 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 not a great place to be. So until I started progressing professionally within the military, yeah. I had a little bit of a rougher go of it because I've always <laughs> been a little bit of a small smart aleck, a little bit fresh, and I, I like to. I like satire and sarcasm and those things didn't always conform, but at the same time, and I touch on this in my content quite a bit as well, is that I think there's a public perception of what the military is or military service. And then even as an extension of that, the industry that I work in now, the security industry is very much a a feeder for ex or retired military folks and law enforcement folks where there's very much that persona of, of I do these things, I like these things, my friends are these way. And and I just I kind of just parted ways with some of those stereotypes years ago. And I mean, for a long time I very much fit the stereotype of the things I'm supposed to like, the things I'm supposed to do, how I'm supposed to dress, how I'm supposed to talk, because I was still young and I was still trying to figure out how to find my own yeah. sense of identity. And I think everyone goes through that where their identity goes from it's this thing, whether it's an occupation or I ride Harleys, so I wear Harley stuff or whatever your deal is where you get to a point where you're actually comfortable in your own skin and just like, I'm just going to do what I do and either people are going to like it or they're not and I'll hang out with the people that like it. So um, for me, it was just getting more comfortable in my own skin. But then at the same time, and I think this is a common misconception in the military, particularly when you're on like tough operations Um, or even training exercises when things start to get really hard. I mean, jokes and humor is, is, is everywhere within the military. Sometimes it can be very dark and it can be very callous, but, but humor and ribbing people is a big part of, of making it through the day. And, you know, you hear the expression about laughing, so you don't cry. So in some cases that actually holds true. So then fast forward to post-military and still in a strict industry, you know, and I post content now, a lot of colleagues are still trying to, you know, I'm, I'm the men's warehouse starter kit profile picture, right? And I do these <laughs> things and I reshare industry journal articles to show everyone else. It's like, 
I'm not concerned about talking to back a stage. I'm looking at talking to an audience because a lot of the people that I'm going to work with and are going to be consumers of whether it's consulting services or professional services or whatever that is, they're not in my industry. They're in all the other industries. So I just started talking like a person to people in other industries doing other things. And now backstage, a lot of folks in my industry are like, what's this guy doing? He's He doesn't have his professional headshot profile pickup. He's not resharing articles from Security Magazine. What's he doing? It's like, I'm building my network. What are you doing? That's yeah, the real question. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. right. Uh, yeah, different goals. And if if you look on, like if you Google, you know, how to put content on LinkedIn, there's like all these, all these tips and rules and things. It's like, do the share four articles and da, 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 and comment on this many and blah, 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 blah. So I think people are just all trying to find the right prescription for their thing. And what at the end of the day, what's your strategy? What's your right. goal? Yours is to build your network, right? Some people are to build their credibility. Some people have different goals. Dana and I, one, yeah, we're trying to build our network. Um, we're trying to find our people, mm -hmm. essentially. It's not just a network, mm -hmm. you yeah. know? Yeah. And the only way to find your people, your people, is to be who you are. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I, you know, I could get into the whole metaphysical talking about alignment, but the reality is you want to, mm -hmm. if you want to find your people, even in dating, if you want to find the right person, well, putting on an act isn't going to get you there. So it's like, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. either you like us or you don't, but just know right. that this is what's coming. This, this, this is what's coming to the plate. This is it, right? right. My cat in a burrito oh, shirt. Goodness. You know what I mean? Or it's not a burrito. <laughs> Sorry, it's a mermaid. It looks like a burrito. I call it my cat burrito shirt. But this is what's coming to the plate. And if you align with it, then let's do business. Let's do this. Because right. now you know what you're getting. But I, I yeah. a long time ago, gave up on the sitting up straight and, you know, speaking the queen's English. I just can't do it anymore. And mm -hmm. so then the humor, like yeah. you said, Oh my God, everything is funny. Everything right. is funny. Everything if you're looking. Right. Oh my God, Dana. Uh -oh. <laughs> Dana has a, a tick that if you have something tragic happens, her immediate thing is to laugh. Dana, so-and-so died. She's like, oh my God. No, 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 no. You're exaggerating. You're exaggerating. But there's humor in everything. Oh, no. Because yeah. no. <laughs> shit's funny. No. We take things <laughs> We take things too seriously. Yeah, what, something happened to you recently, not too long ago, that I just totally lost it. And you were like, okay. Okay. I don't Listen. remember, but yeah, that's your that's your go-to. But it's funny because that's like the thing. You're like, I'm sorry, this is my go-to. Yeah, <laughs> like, this is my my auto response is to be like, oh my god, if it's tragic or huge, you're like, oh my god. Well, but what it is is it's perspective, and every, you know what I mean. It's perspective, yeah. and if your perspective is that everything is going to be tragic or uncomfortable or painful or whatever it is, then that's the world you live in. I prefer right. to find the humor. Mm -hmm. In the world around me. And please don't think that I don't see it in myself too. But we did all 10 minutes in an episode about how I fell down the freaking stairs. I still like it. This was like two months ago. And I still am like, ow, why does this still hurt? Because I fell down the freaking stairs. But it was hilarious. And in the moment I knew it was hilarious. But it wasn't <laughs> But yeah, Tyler, I could see how um, in situations where it's tense or where it's, uh, you know, it's a lot of 
it's a it's heavy the the alleviation mm -hmm. of it and and that's kind of like how we approach business too like the, yeah dana and i are who we are but we are extremely professional we're extremely gifted at what we do like on the other side of all this stuff mm -hmm. Um, but it is with humor because it's the way people have opened up. It's like we're in branding and we're in empowerment mm -hmm. and help people feel comfortable and safe is to just let people be who they are. Right. That's, that's like our biggest thing. Right. And, and you yeah. do that. And I love that you do that. So uh, you celebrate, I watch you celebrating other like content creators. I do. Awesome. I do. And I also rib some people too, who are the opposite of that. So, I mean, I'm probably still a work in progress in that regard. Like I'll poke my own industry a little bit for 20% of my 20% of them reading my content and never clicking the like button. So, but they continue <laughs> to read it and the views still count. But, you know, I think the other part of authenticity really in life and content is, you know, Dana, you were talking about it a little bit is like, they're not a match if you're still putting on a facade. And then when you take out that facade, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Like we look at social media and like content strategy. I've been on LinkedIn for pushing three years now, which is kind of a long time, really. That's like, that's like a hundred right, years in dollars. Right. And there, and there yeah. are OGs that have been on the platform much longer than I have when I was still just creeping. But I've also seen a lot of people come and go, right? And they come, they get some buzz. You know, maybe they get a lot of buzz, but then they're gone within 90 days because people age in dog mm -hmm. years. And I see because they've niched down so far because everyone told them to niche down into this one thing. So they're the this guy or the this girl, but then they run out of stuff to talk about or they start to lose their audience. And so they either have yeah. to pivot. And in that they case, lost. maybe they don't look genuine anymore because <laughs> someone's posting about, you know, junk food and just, you know living living you know balls to the wall or whatever but then the next day they're they're on health food or they're on fitness and it's like you know you can kind of get away with some of that because the audience is always cycling people are coming and going but there are also people who've been on the platform for a while and you start to have that collective memory to who does what mm -hmm. and it's amazing i was going to tease you a little bit earlier angela about you know reaching a thousand on connections and, and how your life would totally change. And I'm sure it absolutely did once you went from 999 to 1,000 as mine did. Oh, my God. You don't even right. know. You don't even know how popular exactly. I am right now. Exactly. Your, in, your inbox is a disaster now. Oh, my you're, God. You're... I, I, was in, I was in Starbucks with my daughter yesterday. She's at, she's at Purchase College now. She just mm -hmm. went on Thursday. It's a whole thing. And I was waiting in line and she's having this awful day and across all these kids like that are like, you know, I'm in college and I'm an art student. And I'm like, Maddie, I hit a thousand <laughs> followers on LinkedIn. I'm so popular. I was, was going to say, I thought the barista said, are you Angela from LinkedIn? Here's your coffee. Here, here well, you go. <laughs> she told me, she's like, I'm about to reach a thousand. I'm texting her and I'm like, oh my God, what does this mean? Like, do we have a party now? Like, like, are like, are you famous? Like, this is like, this is a big deal. <laughs> right. Oh my God, it's ridiculous. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's so important to, to have that authenticity in life. And then also like as a content creator or someone who's, in my case, I would say a strategy-less content strategy mm -hmm. where I just started I mean, I tried to fit into the the mold when I was early on and I bombed terribly. And then I just started doing whatever I wanted. And I started to attract a lot of fans outside of my own industry, which of course you get all that cross-functional 
and multidisciplinary rub that you wouldn't get just talking to the same colleagues over and over. Yep. But I also found too, that as I went from month to month to year to year, it's like, I'm able to stay here and keep doing this on a fairly consistent content, inconsistent basis, because I write, I write about whatever I want. And I can even go back through my own content and see how my own seasons has have changed around mm -hmm. focus and stuff. But I don't feel like I ever made a hard right turn from it's like, okay, now I'm going to be a professional security consultant content go. And then the yeah. whole audience who's been there is like, well, what the F is going on here? Yeah. I thought he posted about his backyard and and canning, which is what I want to hear about. <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know, kind of getting that content mix is important too. And I wanted to ask you guys as well, since, you know, you'd mentioned that, you know, you guys get on here, you ham it up, you cut it up and it's a lot of fun and it's real. it's a real unique offering on the platform. And I respect you both so much for that. At the same time, you are functional adults. Um, you are, you are you, right. Same, same. You are, you, yeah. you are working professionals that, um, I see you have four walls and you're not destitute. So you're doing something right. But talk to me a little bit about how you guys then blend your content together between the fun part of it and cutting up and sarcasm, all these other things. And then the credibility component to remind your network that, Hey, yes, I joke around a lot, but I also know some stuff and I'm safe to hire or, or safe to work with as a <laughs> yeah, business yeah. professional. So how do you, how do you weave these things into, into your tapestry? Uh, that's a good one. Um, do you want me to take a day? Yeah. Well, well, you got, you got something yeah, to I say. Do, yeah. I see you. <laughs> I, I got see something you. to say. You know, you'll notice <laughs> like we, we like to, when we cut the reels, we like to focus on a lot of like the humor stuff. But if you watch full commando there, it is such, I believe such a beautiful weaving of um, wisdom and lessons and just really solid um, information with, the jokes. And that's to the point that I was making before that there's humor in everything. And if we can't find the humor in everything, then what's the point? So we're really talking about, I mean, we've been, we spent the last 10 weeks or so focusing on 10 recommendments for personal empowerment. And every chapter is about something of uh, your emotional guidance system, uh, toxic behavioral patterns, living in the now, looking at the big picture, love versus fear, all of these really solid deep subjects. So of course, I'm going to tell a story how I fell down the stairs. Of course, Angela's going to throw in and that's what she said every chance she gets. Of course, we're going to do that because that's in a line with our mission, with our philosophy. So how mm -hmm. do we, when we, when I'm kind of like, behind, like Angela is the face of the platform and we kind of do this thing together. But how do we show that we've got the goods? Well, if you read these posts, we'll make a joke where we're like, you know, shoot milk out our nose because we're laughing. But then you'll read the post and the post has got some value. Mm -hmm. So if anybody right. has eyes to see, they can see that we're more than just, again, potty mouths, more than just pretty face. You know what I mean? More than just <laughs> what what appears. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, our business model well, so I've been in branding and marketing for a hundred years. Mm -hmm. That's like my career. That's my skill set. I used to be in advertising agencies in New York, and now I've been doing my own thing for a while. And um, the whole thing with branding is finding that unique 
true thing about the brand that separates them from everything mm -hmm. else. And you can have, um, so you, you can take the most boring item, my, my glasses, but why are these special? And it has to be true why these are the brand to go for, right? And then finding that and celebrating that uniqueness. So when Dana and I came together, our offering, we call it core to credo. And I do the like the, the, the credo, the vision, the mission, the brand, the unique selling proposition. What is going on? Like what, how does that affect the culture? Like the whole big picture, you know, is leadership still true to their original vision and mission? Uh, the founder, did they get so far removed from it? Like that's my mm -hmm. job, right? And I've always, I love it because it's so successful because when you help people turn on their light bulb, it's just like, you know, it, it, to me, the KPIs are not, I increased X amount of sales yeah. for this business. The KPIs are, I am fucking empowered and I love what I do again. Right. That's the KPI I go with. And I'm sorry to all the people, you know, we're not, we're not investable. So I'm not, I'm not pitching <laughs> shit. Um, but when Dana, so Dana is focused on the core the impersonal empowerment, the, the individuality, the, the wellness, the emotional wellness and alignment from, from, from crown to crown. To tutor, to tutor. As you say. <laughs> <laughs> and so when you mix the big picture stuff with this personal empowerment stuff, the individual, it's like, it's, it's, um, it's game a changer. game changer. It's a game changer. So what we do is we, we kind of like walk the walk. We do this for our business. We do this for ourselves. Dana is like my personal, you know, coach, my personal empowerment, personal whatever. Like, thank God Angela, for her. Angela makes me look her. good. <laughs> and, and I make yeah. her look good. Like, like we are we are an embodiment of what yes. we do. Um, so the reels are out there to grab attention, mm -hmm. get people to see who we are, um, learn a little bit about what we do. And now we're starting to weave in, like I started writing articles more about like my personal. So some of this that I write, I'm, I'm not a funny writer, you know, but I, I write mm -hmm. just because whatever. Um, Cause I have a book too, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, and Dana actually writes all of our real copy. So I'm the editor, I'm the one that like makes it look pretty, but she makes us sound good. So we're like this beautiful team, you know? So when people say like, oh, this is so smart, Angela. And I'm like, thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> um, and Dana's like behind the curtain, like, oh, we got a light. So compliment for me. It's a compliment for Dana. For anybody who's seen singles, that's a line from there. Um, so, so ideally, yeah. And now we're starting to post stuff about what we do for business. And our business is really based on referrals. Like I'm not a hard sell. I, I will not DM you and be like, hey, so it looks like you're having some problems with your business. Give me a call. Like, I can't. Oh, I, can't. I get I know, full I know. blown diarrhea head to toe. I can't. I know. I can't. I know. <laughs> so, so we're really truly based on referrals and relationships that we're building. And we're having so much fun with the people that we're connecting with, like with you, Tyler, mm -hmm. with a whole bunch of other people that are just like amazing. And then we also recently started a community for women, no offense, sorry, not loud. <laughs> um, that is like a no rules thing. It's just ladies hanging out, supporting each other, you know, for, wherever they are in their careers, their professional lives, their their home lives. So that's kind of how we are. We're blended it all together. We're talking. I got I got to tell you, Tyler. Uh, 
a lot of what we do, everything that we do is about uplifting and inspiring others, bringing them in, you know, Angela's mm -hmm. brainchild, those who rise and shine. It's about giving people the opportunity to tell their stories. The Ubuntu girls is the name of this group. It's about bringing women together and uplifting them. But the thing that I am so taken with, with you is how you, every opportunity you get, you take it. We touched on this earlier to lift another up. And I think it is so, um, it tells so much about your character and yeah, your posts are funny and yeah, you're cool and interesting and all those things. But that is why I'm so taken with you. So go you, you're awesome. Well, you know, you were taught, well, clearly you guys are fans of the office, right? So, yes. so the, well, who's not right. <laughs> and, it, and if, they, and if they aren't fans, we're probably not going to be good friends anyway. Right? Yeah, given, exactly. all the, given all the quotes and references, but if you think about the office, like as, as a context for this, because I've given this a lot of thought over the years with how I'm curating my content. I'm like, well, you know, I've seen the next rock star come up and they went from zero followers to 80 million in three seconds. And now they're making multi six figures and working an hour a day. And so we get all this stuff pushed down our throats. And mm -hmm. that's like the popular stuff of the hour of the day. But I've decided it's like, well, that's not really in my fiber or in my nature to create that way just on the latest trend um, and spend three hours working on a carousel that's going to get you know, 200 likes when maybe I can bang out some smart allegory in five minutes that gets a hundred. Maybe I only get a 50% yield, but my input wasn't three or four hours and I still have a regular job, so I can't do it for a living. So I decided yeah. to kind of take, you know, an approach like, and not to say my content is anywhere near the quality of the office because it is not. But if you think back about the office, like the first season, it was brilliant. It was also a little bit bumpy. Yeah. And they were still trying to figure out characters and they were still trying to figure out arc. And when you get into seasons two and three, I think it's some of the best work of the whole yeah. series and into four as well, because they started to figure out those long-term character arcs. And so I liken it to, do I want to be the show that's popular right now, but maybe it's gone tomorrow and maybe I go viral or maybe I have people love my carousels um, or am I going for critical acclaim? So I've decided mm -hmm. I'm going to keep doing what I do over time that will eventually build, or if it's complete garbage, then it won't, but I'll, I'll know, you know, how I resonate with people or whatever. And I'm not going to manufacture what that is, but then over time, you know, it has the potential to be something that's more lasting. It's like the hole in the wall place, the restaurant that made it 40 years just by being quirky and, and doing what it does, as opposed to the concept that that in a piece of real estate that changes every five years because it always has to change. It's like, yeah. I don't I don't really want that turbulence. I'll take the critical claim yeah. if it means it's never a number one show and I don't make a half a million dollars in five minutes off my LinkedIn tips, then then so be it. I've got staying power because I've seen a lot of big dogs come and go and fall out of favor too. So. Yeah, it's cool that you have that perspective. Um, and I agree with you. I like, again, quality over quantity mm -hmm. and um, connections, you know, we, we do these reels, but the best part of the reels are when people comment and engage with us because then we're getting to know yeah. everybody. Mm -hmm. 
And it's, it's been awesome. And I, I love like the, Hey, you're so cool. Let's just have like a 30 minute meeting mm -hmm. with no agenda, you right. know, like, Hey, Tyler, let's like, we need to get on a call. Like I need to get, like, make you like a human being, not just yeah, a, a commenter. Yeah. But and, when you connect with that human, yeah. then you, you have like this mental Rolodex or maybe even physical Rolodex of people I like. It's not people who are in this mm -hmm. business and these are people I like. And then when I'm in a situation where I need something that requires that skill, I don't go to the skill. I go to the people that I like that have the skill. And mm -hmm. that's how yeah. you create your, your web, your web of well, what we call it our little gold book, right? A little gold book of collaborators. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's true. Um, I cannot hear. I almost sent you a picture yesterday, Tyler, because we were in the car. And isn't it ironic came on? Uh, and now forever, <laughs> that is your song. Yeah. Forever. Yeah, you one. have changed Alanis Morissette to yours. And it's like, it's just like, I told you, it won. That post wins like the summer. <laughs> so I've got to tell you, I love doing the musical parodies. I don't do them all the time, but on occasion, I like doing them because I know that it's going to be content that sticks with the reader all day long. Yeah. Okay. I mean, weeks, it's been a couple of weeks now. And it's like, it's like, it came on the radio. I didn't even remember the words that were there, but I just remembered how funny and how, like, how it made me yeah. feel. Right. Right. That's the thing, right? People may not remember the content that we put out. They may not remember the specifics of it, but they're going to remember how we make them feel. Right. And that is what's important. So our, our Dana and I, our hope is that people feel like lightened up. They feel inspired. They feel a little, um, a little more hope that they could be themselves and be as stupid and ridiculous mm -hmm. as we are, you know? And, uh, and that's the thing. Like, I only want to hang out with the people that make me feel good. Mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've veered away from the, you know, I had a different mindset before we really got into mm -hmm. this, you know, like I had a different mindset where I was in like VC land and, and, and like the, with the suits and the boys club and I would comment and I it felt, it just felt disingen disingenuous. Yes. Mm -hmm. Is that the right word? Yeah. It didn't feel comfortable. And the comments were more, cause I was in a different place anyway. And now I don't even like really comment on them stuff. I still think they're smart. I still think they're providing great content, but I can't really engage cause I'm I'd rather I'd rather be in this space. I'd rather be unprofessionally professional. You're no longer you know? in alignment, Angela. I'm no I'm longer in alignment. alignment. <laughs> Here, here's the, here's a fun thing to try though, because I kind of have that network journey as well, where it's like I've got all of my colleagues from my industry who, you know, reshare the the great opportunity job posts that hundred people look at and 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 white papers and all these other things, but occasionally I'll still drop into the comments on their stuff. Okay. I never troll anyone, but I'll absolutely add comments and then hashtag the shit out of it just to remind people <laughs> that I'm still here. Right. And, and so yeah. I'll get views based off of that. And something really interesting has started to happen too. like, and it's taken a couple of years to do. And I'm sure that you guys have found this too, like on your content journey that, when you're doing something so unique, I mean, you're running like an organizational change management project, right? And and you're educating, you're educating new potential consumers to adopt. It's not like a plug and play thing that's already established. So like, again, to use another restaurant analogy, it's like, it's like that 40 year hole in the wall that year one, year two, year three, it's like, well, what's this place? And eventually it just stayed and it's stuck and it becomes an institution. Whereas well, maybe I can get together 15 million in, in, 
in investment money and I can franchise a McDonald's. All the marketing is right there already, but it's not really your thing. You're just operating and you're pulling that lever. So if I see like a, a mer- emerging social trends that, and I, I follow trends too. I'm not so cool that I've never followed a trend or, or fallen into or done something stupid. I, I do it all the time, but I'm very selective about, you know, is, is it aligned with what my values are or is it not? Because if it's not, it's like, well, well, shit, I better put together a research paper carousel so I can get 300 likes too. Then I'm just pulling the lever for the machine. Cause one, I'm just writing reference material off of another creator. So you can go check out their podcast and go check out their book. Mm. Like I look at some of that content. It's super helpful. It's super valuable. And I see why it's popular. But when I look at that and I see people doing that day after day after day after day, it's like, well, damn, how are you making money? For one thing, if you're not making money off this carousel, I know the type of time investment that goes into something like this. And then the second question is, how long can you maintain this? And how long can the the trend maintain? I mean, three years ago, people were using the Lion, the L-I-O-N, open to network and and, you know, open to connect. And that kind of went away. Um, people misuse polls for a long time to get like algo hacks and some of these other things. And now we're on carousels, but it's always interesting to see w- what's the next evolution going to be of the fad. And by being unique, you kind of become resilient against that because your audience has an expectation that's outside of those convention. Yeah. Everything yeah. that we say, it keeps going back to the same thing. If you want any value to what you're doing and if you want the right people to see what you're doing, just pay who you are. It's like total mm-hmm. broken. But everything, it just keeps coming back to that. And I think that that is, uh, that's the message here. That's the message. Mm-hmm. You could be the flash in the pan, but just be who you are. That's it. Right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite, so I, I've probably branded I probably worked on the branding of like 50 companies over my career, mm-hmm. at least. And um, the the most satisfying is when I'm not using somebody else's stuff. So like what you're kind of saying about like the the McDonald's and the franchising and just like buying that that business, that may be good for somebody. Mm-hmm. But I'm like my sweet spot and my, my greatest joy is when we're in there creating with and creating something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I worked for this manufacturing company. That was my last real day job. And uh, they made stanchions. So if you go to visiontron.com, we had like they, they brought me in. We did an entire rebrand. And that little penguin that we made for our icon and our logo is like, like it was my baby mm-hmm. and I got to nurture it. And it was, it's just so, so, so satisfying to be a part yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, and then, yeah. So we help people. We love when people are themselves. It's like just the most amazing thing ever. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot, Tyler. Are there any uh, creators you want to do a shout out to while we're here? You know, like, do you want to give, give everyone, a, give anyone a particular, uh, Hey, so, like so since it, I think it kind of bears to the context of our discussion. So a couple of really incredible, strong women creators that one I've been connected with for quite some time now. And the other one I recently got connected with. Uh, so Charity Hughes is one of them. And then Melissa Cohen is another. And Ms. Melissa Cohen's actually based in New York and she works in marketing as well. 
and mm. and she's doing a lot of incredible things on the platform and both of them so i think that they're part of like a like a women's based executive like peer coaching and consultancy agency called chief and so i connected with charity maybe a year ago or something like that she's a senior leader within hr um she's gotten some certifications from Wharton and done some other things. So very much on paper, a legit person to know. Right. But (laughs) then on top of that, like she's much better than I am at, at a, at a creative or content strategy, but she focuses more on like HR and recruiting and talent management. But I like how she adds a level of, of realism. She's that the HR realist is kind of the moniker she goes by, but she talks a lot about, Let's have realistic expectations for hiring people who are dealing with HR issues and stuff that, and she adds a flair of humor in there occasionally as well, just to say, it's like, yeah, okay, I'm going to get on and talk about this on LinkedIn, but we're also real people. And we're having a a discussion about what do we do with this HR issue? There's probably some profanity. There's probably some- Oh, I like her already. I love her. (laughs) Right. What what do we really do here? Call me, Jared. Exactly. So- so charity is one that I kind of liken kind of in the same vein as you two. And then Melissa Cohn is the other one who I think I got connected with through Charities Network, and they're both members of this chief organization. And I saw some of Melissa's content. And again, she does very deep content. Like when you look at it, it's it's block paragraphs. She's not using tricks. She's not using hooks. She's getting into the meat of subjects, but you can tell she approaches it from a realistic perspective. So in a sense, it looks sort of academic, but if you take a second to read it, it's like, this is this is like a real world academic person. She works within the marketing nice. space. So she comes with different types of value from day to day to day. And then she does something similar. And I would argue that she even lifts people up within the network better than I do. Like she does a couple of segments every week and I'm probably butchering what she calls them, but one of them is around just like a a four person summary of people in her network that she's impressed by saying, well, this is this person tags them. This is what they do. This is why I find them interesting includes four of those. And every week she does those, those posts go through the roof and it's amazing to see. And not only that, but it speaks to the power of her network and what she's been able to do because when she featured me in one of those, I got no less than like 40, right? From like the chief network of people saying, hey, Charity Hughes said you're, or excuse me, Melissa Cohen said you're good. So you must be good. Let's connect. Oh, so wow. it, re- it awesome. really speaks to the power of the network. But those are a couple of, of ladies that I think are very much worth following, uh, connecting okay. with, reading their content, patronizing it and, and getting to know them. They're both a couple of people who I've quote unquote met on the platform and very much respect. Mm. Nice, nice. Nice. We'll put links, we'll put, uh, you know, tags and handles and all that stuff. And I will definitely be like hanging out with those chicks. Mm -hmm. I'm going to call them because they sound amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, So Tyler, you still have to do a rise and shine for us. I do. Right. I do owe you that. You do. (laughs) You do owe us that. It takes nine minutes to tell a story. (laughs) We just started releasing them though. So you're going to start to see those trickle out, which is really, really cool because these stories are so, um, you know, put the right mood music, you know, but they're just like beautiful, beautiful stories of, of personal stuff that you might not put out on LinkedIn Mm -hmm. that helps people get to know you, you know? Mm -hmm. 
Um, so hope to see you in. in when are episode. when are those starting to release? By the way, because Today. I think it'll be okay. So tag tag yeah. me in it, and it'll give me a good context to benchmark, and I will get this done for you because you've been asking it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, we just started. So we have, I, I struggle from a content perspective of my own personal page and then our company page, right? So I posted, we're starting to put the, the rise and shines are for our company. So I posted it on the company page tomorrow, this morning, and my plan is to forward it with my own little thoughts mm -hmm. later today okay. to say like, this is what we're doing. Um, I don't know if that's the right thing to do. I don't care, but it's like, it's a struggle to have two different properties and like, you know, manage them that way. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I'm interested to see how you balance that. I, I mean, I'm not running a company page. I work for a W2, but you know, in the future, who knows? Everyone says, well, why don't you do something with this? It's like, you're just kind of here, you know, to use Tony Ulrich's term, you're, you're chasing cars. It's like, you've got this big network, you're chasing cars. What do you do with it? So at some point, you know, I might try to put the M word on it and monetize it somehow, but I'm not going to do that until there's a point where it brings value. But I've thought a lot about that subjects. Like how do you manage and curate your, your company page, like your website, then as well as like your LinkedIn company page, and then your individual. And how do you cross those things? Because I can say that although I don't have expertise in that area, I've seen people in the past who came to the platform and blew up as an individual creator. And then they went to get into like a brand endorsement deal and say, well, I'll post your stuff at this hotel and tag it, or I'm going to become a social influencer for this company because I'm a big deal on LinkedIn. And as soon as they start just doing the stuff that's more advertising, outside of like yeah. the initial post or the initial point of offer on, you know, whether it's a, you know, a hotel or a supplement or, or whatever else it is. I've seen the engagement just goes through the floor. Like it is a very fine balance that yeah. LinkedIn is, is not ready outside of a couple of very big creators. LinkedIn, the community is not ready to just blind click for, for cold selling as opposed. Yeah. I shut down. Yeah, no, I agree. I shut down when I see yeah. stuff like that, whether whatever social media page it is, I'm just right. like, okay, we're, we're, we've sold out. That's how I, mm -hmm. that's how I see it. Yeah. Yeah. So for us, it's like, we're just posting um, these rise and shines because mm -hmm. these are about people. This is what we do because our business is celebrating authenticity. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not that they're free to do the story. Like we don't charge anything uh, for it. It's not like a, a thing. Um, but that so we post the rise and shines and then we're posting content just based on our quarter credo stuff, just based on our experience. And that's going to be on the business page as well, mm -hmm. which is just like client pain points and stuff, because I kind of like keeping my page, which is really like mine and Dana's, um, I like keeping that one about me and who I am and who Dana is, because that's our business anyway. Mm -hmm. that's, what we're, yeah. that's what we're hawking and selling. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, so I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to do that. And then I'll just forward the ones from the company page and be like, blah, 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 blah. This is why I think this is important or check this out or look at Graham. He's so cute because Graham Turner's went out yeah, tonight. So. Right, good. right. Yeah, it seems like that's probably the most logical way to handle it. Like um, Lisa McGuire and I talked about this recently on on her podcast as well. And so I liken it to, and this is only guessing because I don't have run a company page at all, but I almost see it like your individual page is like the, 
the proof of concept at your concept car. And, mm-hmm. and so you can do all the wild design and the big fins and the tires that aren't street legal and maybe it doesn't have a motor, but it's intended to provoke thought and get people interested in what's possible. And then fast forward down the road a couple of years from that concept car, you have the production version that a normal person can maybe afford. And plus it has design elements and features of that concept, but it's distilled down to something that's scalable and, and really digestible by a lot more people. So, I mean, that's kind of how I think about it. And for that reason, um, I don't capitalize and punctuate very well. I absolutely can. And if, and if you, and if, and if you look at, and if you look at my closing reintroduction within my post, you'll see that that one is correctly punctuated. And you know, I, I gotta tell you, the, we, we, this has nothing to do with you. The joke with us is you have to understand I was an SAT tutor, SAT and ACT. I taught English for 20 plus years. I'm an mm-hmm. editor. You know what I mean? I'm, I, I'm a writer. And so, so anything like that's like the joke, like I'm just in the process of editing. Well, we both are, we're, we're publishing um, a book by, uh, by our boy Paolo. Oh my God. We love him so much. Paolo. And uh, this beautiful book and it's, it's, it's a novel. It's so long. And he didn't know he's going to get so mad when he sees this. And we're definitely making a reel of this, but he did his use of semicolon was completely off. Like he just, he just, yeah, we're just going to throw a semicolon there. He'd be like, you get a semicolon and you get a And the English teacher in me is like, Paolo, what the fuck are you doing? You know? So now I finally, in one of our meetings, I was like, Paolo, just stop using them. Just stop using them. If I see the need, I'll throw one in there, but stop using them. So I am a little bit of the grammar police, like a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when I started dating my husband, we met online. And I was like, you pass the test because everything's spelled correctly and all your punctuation in the right places, you know. But uh, so it was never a rag on yours, but it has to be now because we're best friends. Right. So let, let me <laughs> let me ask you something. Then I want to dig into this a little bit yeah. more, though. So are, are you an Oxford comma person? Or <gasps> no? That is a source of contention. That is a debate. <laughs> I have to tell you, I have to tell you, I fought it for the longest time, my whole career. Every time I was in charge of a brand, I said, no Oxford commas every time. Cause they drove me nuts. They're all over the place. And then Dana walks and in like, and she's throwing <laughs> commas everywhere. And I'm like, she has like eight paragraph sentences that are a million commas in them. They yeah. are compound, so, complex sentences. Some of them Shut the fuck up. have I do a the compound same. subject. Some of them have a compound predicate. Some of them have a non-essential clause. And when you do that and you throw in an Oxford commas, there's a lot of commas going on over there. I see your mouth sounds. <laughs> I don't hear them. So, so Oxford when it was, when this, <laughs> when this business was my business and Dana was like an investor and a silent partner for Never a while, silent. I was like, we are <laughs> not going to have serious commas, right? We are not going to do the Oxford comma. And it became like a thing, right? And then people working with us were like, do we do them? Do we not do them? Dana's like, yes. I say no. And we're taking them out. We're putting them in. Then when Dana came on board as like a full on partner and she became the copywriter and I became the brander, like we, you know, voice and and whatever, I succumbed. And now we are an Oxford comma friendly platform. Good. If you, if you look at my content, you you won't see many capitalizations at the beginning of sentences and it's intentional. (laughs) 
Uh-huh. <laughs> but you will always find Oxford commas. So th- that is that is kind of my nod to to being that that is kind of my nod to understanding how this really because I do the same thing too. I use compound sentences to no end, and you know people read my stuff and they'll say, "Well, this is a run-on sentence; it doesn't make sense." Like you just don't understand it. It 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 makes perfect sense. Well, that's and, what's funny. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I can't. No, it. no, please, please, please. <laughs> But that was funny about Angela because when I was writing the first book, when I was writing 10 Rats, um, I would send them to her and she'd be like, this is a run on sentence. And I'm like, it's not a run on sentence because it's punctuated correctly. If it was punctuated incorrectly, it's a run on. What it is, it's it's a, it, it can get convoluted because it is a very lengthy sentence. But, a, mm-hmm. but the definition of a run on is if you don't have the right punctuation. Same sentence, 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 same sentence. Properly punctuated, might I add. Properly punctuated. Because Paolo writes like that too. Paolo has a lot of clauses, a lot of gerunds, a lot of get a lot of stuff going on. But sometimes the fuck is a gerund? But it it's it's a noun with an ing. So walking. Is good for your health. Isn't that a verb? It's a gerund because it's acting like a noun. Don't get me stuck rolling up my sleeves. (laughs) (laughs) See what you did here, Tyler. You see? I'm just going to take this can and open it up. (laughs) (laughs) When I was teaching high school, I had freshmen and I I got, I'm teaching grammar and I'm teaching all this grammar. And at the end of the year, I made them all t-shirts that said, I love grammar. Miss Sardano, like I heart grammar, Miss Sardano, and then on the back and lamp, because I love lamp. And I made them, they were fresh, and I made them wear these shirts for their exams to get five extra points. So <laughs> my friends with their I grammar shirts. Yeah, that's how serious I am about my commas. You should have put a QR code to your social media on there too. <laughs> oh good <laughs> Watch, watch, watch my shit too. You don't understand. Angela is the the wizard of everything technological. I'm like Rob. My computer doesn't work, and he's like, "Turn it on." I'm like, "Okay, okay." So I discovered how to make a QR code, and I stick them on fucking everything, everything. And I'm like, "Look, Angela, look how technologically savvy I am." She's like, "You're an idiot." You're like, but it's got a QR code. Guess what? I'm sticking QR codes on everything. And I'm like, imagine this. Imagine if you guys got another sticker that was like a a hand, like the Charlie Murphy hand, and it had the QR code on it. You could come up and slap people. (laughs) 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 What is the five fingers? Say to the face. (laughs) What? Slap. I love it. Oh, yes, oh, yes, yes. I, oh, I my gosh. You have brought in all the good I stuff. I think that this is an awesome <laughs> conclusion to an awesome conversation. <laughs> I say we. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Cause, cause, Tyler, just stop talking because you're going to bring in another thing that's going to make us go off. <laughs> like a QR code. Um. So, okay, so before we go, Tyler, um, you know, we'll definitely do shout outs to the the people that you've mentioned. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that very much. I can't wait to connect with them. Um, is there any, like, do you want to tell the people where they could find you? <laughs> or what, what would you like people to do with you? Like, like, like share who you, what, what do you got? What do you got? 
Well, so best place to find me is on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram, but I'm basically non-existent. I'm just sort of there for people who aren't on LinkedIn, but, you know, check out my content. If you like it, you like it. And if you don't, you don't, or even if you just creep it and like it, but don't want to admit (laughs) that you like it, that's fine. I like views too. Um, Everything helps and, and feel free to reach out. I'm, I'm small enough that I'm still accessible for sure. Oh, I love that. Nice, love nice, that. nice. Why do you always put the blue dot? So I use the blue dot because it's a little bit of, it's like a visual trigger. And for, mm-hmm. for me, it's an analogy to LinkedIn. And I know that some people get it, but it's just a way to include an emoji that's fairly clean, but it's kind of like a double on. So when you're looking to get views on your content, the first point of connection you're getting is to get people to stop to look at your stuff. Mm-hmm. And particularly when you're new, people aren't seeking you out because they're familiar with your character or your storyline so that they're going to check out, well, what did Tyler do today? Which fortunately I have some people that do that, but there are also people both coming on and leaving the platform all of the time. So when you're just in that scroll, that dots just like an added level of distinction for me that, um, gets people to stop on the scroll. And then I always include a picture for the same reason. And sometimes my pictures have nothing to do with the post. And a lot of time they're not even very good, but it's there to fill. It adds some storyline, but it stops the post because you're getting people to stop the scroll. Then you're getting them to click more. Then you're getting them to read your stuff. Then you're getting them to maybe click an impression. And then you're getting them to be so kind to leave a comment, right? So you have like six levels. You have six levels of opportunity, but you don't get through that path unless you get on that first one. And then ultimately from there, hopefully you get someone in the DM who says, I really like your stuff. And then we do things like this. But so we're talking about like seven or eight levels of things that had to happen before we got to this point. So I make fun of, of hacks and, and tricks and tips and a lot of those things, but there are a few fundamental things that I do to, to try and gain that audience from a tactical perspective. And then there are other things too, like, leaving your external links outside of your, uh, your, your uh, post. Thank you very much. That was a big thank one. you that very much. We are good. I'm a good student. I'm yeah. a good student. Did it help? I, I think yeah. so. I mean, I, I'm a, I have a thousand followers. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. You can go home. You can go Do home. You know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> no. And Tyler, just to, uh, on a final mm-hmm. note, I think you are brilliant. Yep. I think you are kind. I think you are a wonderful human being. I am so glad you're in my sphere of yeah. influence and Dana is like, we just really, really, I just like, it's, it feels nice to feel like we have friends, mm-hmm. yeah. you know what I mean? In the yeah. space and to do this with, you do so freely give advice and, and it really helps a lot. So I feel, I hope that whatever people like listen to this, they, they gain some help for their own credibility too and their own networks. Um, and you probably are in a, you're probably, I think you're close to being able to be a consultant in this space because you do have so much experience and you're so easy to work with. So when you're ready, we'll build your website for you. We'll do all those bing, things bing, that boom. you don't want to do. And we got you. We got bing, you. Bing, boom. So awesome. thank you so much, ladies. Right. This has oh, been absolutely worth the wait. I've been dying for this recording. <laughs> oh, in particular, yay. And I can't wait till it comes out. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, uh, we're going to work on that. We're going to talk about that as soon as I stop pressing record okay. right now. All right. So goodbye, everybody. Thank you for watching. You're the best. <laughs> Bye. Okay. You shut it off. I'm so, going to pee my pants. Just have to... <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Is that why she's wiggling so much?
Everyone has a story. I have a story. You have a story. We all have a story. As I see it, you have three choices. Allow your story to define you, use it to excuse you, or utilize it as a method to empower you. It's your life. You have the power. You choose. Rewrite your story on finduniquelyyou.com.